0: so much for being with us again today. My name is Diego Ocho. I'm superintendent of the San Mateo Foster City School District. This is one of my favorite things to do, record this one SMFC podcast for all of our families and stakeholders who want to know what's going on in the district. And there is something very, very cool going on in just a couple of weeks, summer school 2023. You guys can clap it up for that. Get excited about that. Yeah. And I've uh, I've got three of my colleagues here with me. I'm going to let them introduce themselves, starting with...
1: Hi, my name's Dr. Ryan Haven, and I'm the Principal on Special Assignment for MTSS, which stands for Multi-Tiered Systems of Support. Well,
0: that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. That's eight, that's eight letters and only two other words. Yeah. All right.
2: Hello, I'm Mark Herrera, and I'm the Maintenance Operations and
0: Transportation Director. That's a lot, too. Yeah. So drive them, keep them clean, make sure everything works. (laughs) That's right. Okay, so just a lot, jack of all trades. There you go. Good, well, thanks for being here with us. And?
3: Hi, everyone. My name is Aleida Barrera Cruz. I'm the director for Multilingual Learner Services in our district.
0: Yes, thank you. Um, It's kind of interesting. We're all around this table, and each one of you works in a totally different department, right, in our organization. So... Alida when you think about summer school and what it takes to put on an effective summer school how important is it to be able to talk to people from these different departments in terms of just just as a you know you were a principal for many years and you've been in education for a long time talk about the importance of that teamwork to pull together something like a summer school
3: Yes, teamwork is very important when it comes to developing a summer program that will be effective for our students for example with Mark He's been supporting all of our transportation efforts, creating different bus routes for our students based on their um, residency. And so we've been talking almost on a weekly basis. And with Ryan, he's really been supporting us with his um, team, the community service specialists who've been helping us making calls to our families, ensuring that they understand the enrollment process, ensuring that they understand the bus routes. and so so all of this is super super important.
0: there you go. It's just stealing everybody's thunder that was they were totally gonna talk all about that. now they're gonna have to think of something and, and you know for you is this your first podcast? This is my first podcast, podcast. all right what do you think? Oh man, I'm nervous it's fun right yeah no yeah. this is great. This is not in fact my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a whole bunch of these, but Aleda you know she she just hit the nail on the head what it takes. To be part of that team, and this is only three of you. There are many, many more, right? We've been holding, uh, we've been holding meetings for a couple months, really planning this all out. I feel really good about what we're putting together. I have some summer school stories of my own. Did Did any of the three of you go to summer school when you were kids?
1: Yeah. I don't think I did. No, actually.
0: no summer school. Aleida, uh, yeah,
3: I think. One experience is we actually had a person come to our house yeah. and do like some summer tutoring. Activities, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I did that actually. I worked mm-hmm. in a program called Migrant Education. Mm-hmm. And I would go out to the fields and I would do instruction with students in the agricultural fields over in uh, North Sacramento County as a as a college student. Yeah, it's called the Continuous Learning Program or CLP. It was wow. actually kind of one of the things that really got me super excited about becoming a teacher. But Mark, where would you go to summer school?
2: I went and um, I was in the Montebello Unified School District system. So I did it there, and then yeah. I had to do it in high school one year because yeah. I just wasn't focused.
0: You needed yeah. to make up some yeah, credits. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Unfortunately. I think, you know, summer school can be a lot of different things. It can be something like you need to make up credits when you're older. As a kid, it also was like... Uh, we just need somewhere to be somewhere really productive for us because our parents are still working. You know, a lot of parents are out there working. So I think, you know, we're trying to strike a little bit of a balance in how we put together our summer school. And Ryan, you have a team of community service specialists. These folks work here at the district office. They're very, very talented, help the parents understand a little bit about what they do to get these kids signed up for summer school.
1: Absolutely. Um, Superintendent Ocho, we utilize our community support specialists, and we have four of them who are bilingual and in some cases trilingual to communicate with our families. And in particular, those in the north central San Mateo area, as well as those whose students are performing a little bit below grade level.
0: And they reach out through the phone, through text. um, Yeah, one of the things we did when we started to hire these positions they, uh, The staff said, you know, Mr. Ochoa, if all I can do is call from my office phone, then I don't think I'm going to make a lot of contact with families. I really need to be able to text parents or I need to be able to use, um, you know, messaging technology, app, different apps to be able to get in, in touch with some of these families because yeah. the parents, they're not sitting at an office phone. They're not just waiting for you to call them. So sometimes their phone's turned off because they're at work and... You know, we need to be able to leave messages. Yeah, and and that's it, is having
1: that personal connection and relationship. And they've done home visits um, to really build an authentic partnership with our families. I think that's extremely important is that we want want parents to understand that we see them as crucial partners. Um, We see them for all their assets that they bring to the table. And um, so our community service specialists, they... um, they enlist families into our reading programs. They make technology accessible. They help them navigate district and community resources and troubleshoot technology and help them get enrolled in both intercession program, after school programs, preschool programs, and of course these summer programs.
0: And I think in a lot of previous years, these families didn't participate in these programs. They just, they may have been just on the outside looking in, maybe missed the deadline, didn't turn in the right paperwork, couldn't get access to the program. And we're talking about hundreds of families they're working with. I want to make sure our family and communities out there understand. These are not like, they're not working with five families. They're yeah. working with hundreds, hundreds of and hundreds. Yeah. So when we get these folks signed up, we have to think about how to get them safely to this summer school program and you know, a lot of parents are not going to drive the kids there at eight in the morning because they might go to work at six, or even, or or be already be at work when, um, you know, when the when the school bell rings for summer school. So, Mark. You've got some some flashy things there in front of you. You're they look like bus? Are they bus? What are they? Bus passes or what are they? Yeah, these
2: are bus passes that we color coordinated, and we're going to be passing these out on the first day of
0: school. What are the What are the colors about?
2: So the colors uh, indicate which school you're going to and which ah, bus stop you're okay. being picked up. So gotcha.
0: um, because it is different because in the regular school year, the kid knows. I am picked up here, I go to this one school, I come back to this one spot, but this is unique because we're really kind of limited in how many schools we can use because we're doing about 50 construction projects this summer. So really just that two schools, right? I mean for the most part we're you really just using two schools.
2: That's correct. And yeah. sometimes that's not their home school. So yeah. they may know They may have never been there. Exactly. And and a new stop and, and you yep. added stops in different areas. Uh, the Norfolk area, which is uh, not, not usually a uh, traditional stop, yeah. that going to a different school. So their whole pattern of what they're used to maybe being picked up change. from. Yeah, exactly.
0: So. And it's based on all the families that we sign up. So Ryan's department gets the parents signed up. Your department starts to look at what their home address is to think like, okay, if I my home address is 171 North Idaho Street. Where is the right place for me to get picked correct. up? And how many other kids live in that general vicinity? Let's pick the best spot, the safest place, that's stop number one, and then we just go on from there. That's correct.
2: That's that's great. That's what we're doing. So we know that we're going to have...
0: And then the color coding helps the bus driver say, hey, you're not supposed to be on this bus. Right. You know, this is the bus for the blue so, or the white or you know.
2: So they're gonna match the bus will have the same color if it's let's oh, say, awesome. hypothetically, it's yellow. Yeah. And that's metal height. So that Yeah. Well childhood. we definitely
0: want USC colors. We don't <laughs> if, if you if, I, I you, made any, if you made any if you made any UCLA ones, <laughs> just go ahead and send those back. We still have time to get that corrected, but go ahead.
2: We can further that discussion. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, yes, so we're going to have color-coordinated bus passes that the uh, students will be able to follow and they'll look at the bus. So, um, and this is going to be passed out on the first day of school and throughout that first week, because I know initially that some of the parents may walk them into school, pick them up, um, but we want them to feel safe when they're at the bus stop. And so we'll have... uh, Spanish-speaking uh, people at the bus stop, riding the bus with them initially, so and then people there to welcome them at the school site also yeah. to make sure.
0: And, and this will be one of the biggest summer schools we've had in a really, really long time. Right. you're you're working with a couple of other people on the educational side in terms of like the academics that are happening. Um, you know, Dr. Haven's work is really focused on getting the families in, working with the families, helping them think about how to get their child into the program, and Mark's department is, you know, all of the infrastructure around it, the buildings, the buses, you know, the, the procedures of how to get the kids in and out of school, and then you're leading the work in terms of how we're going to educate these kids. So help families and stakeholders out there understand a little bit about what's different about this summer school as opposed to prior summer schools.
3: Yes. So one of the main elements for this summer school is that we want to have high student engagement. And for that, we're bringing in project-based learning, which and is so an amazing. Kids
0: talking. Yes. Yeah. So students thinking.
3: are working together in small groups, collaborating, I having conversations about yes. a specific science topic. For example, in third grade, they're going to be able to build rockets and launch mm-hmm. them so they're using all of their knowledge around science and emotion to be able to build these rockets and, and when
0: they're in these classes how many kids are in these summer school classes
3: we will have about 12 students wow
0: that's small mm-hmm. that's really small What's tell me help me understand that why keep that number at 12
3: in order to really measure the impact of our summer, spro- uh, summer school program, we really wanted to design something that would enable a teacher to give the kind of support that yeah. the students need. So we are enrolling students who are-
0: If we put 24 in the class, they're gonna get half as much attention.
3: Exactly. So, so that's, I mean,
0: mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a very simple way to look at it, but um, you know, we're inviting kids who need academic support
3: Mm-hmm. Yes, the students we're inviting are students who are multilingual learners, who have been in our country since kindergarten, and who are still needing extra support to be able to reach proficiency levels.
0: They need a jump start. Yeah, they need mm-hmm. something different. Mm-hmm. So we have some rockets going on. We have rockets. <laughs> we oh, have. Fifth ice grade cream. is uh, building a helicopter. Eighth grade is. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're very ambitious with yeah. our projects because we know that. This will engage students, Sure. and when there's high engagement, there's high learning, so we wanted yeah. to bring it all together.
0: And they're going to get outside and play, and they're going to make friends, and they're going to be part of a community in that summer school program.
3: Yeah, so we're building an, the entire curriculum with social-emotional learning in the morning, then language, arts, and science block, and then they go into their collaboration time with project-based learning in which they're working together in groups and having these highly engaging activities. And um, they can you know, take that to the next half of the day, which will be supported by our Annex staff. Wow.
0: This is a big change, folks. This is, um, this is the kind of work we aim for in San Mateo Foster City. Bring more kids in, get them more engaged, do something new with them, and really give these kids a tool that that they come back to school in August and say, "I'm more confident. I can do this. I'm smart." What a thing to be able to do, huh? Yes. All right. T minus how many days? Does anybody at this table, or any of you, the countdown people? I'm not. No.
3: No, we're, we're working well you're related <laughs> to
0: somebody who is or you work with somebody yeah, that's Trust right me, there's somebody okay. in your vicinity who has a number and says there's only 20 <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i'm not one of those people either but um uh, this is this is the work we're doing and, and we're getting closer and i'm excited to see it um and i want to thank you all for being with me and thank all of our listeners for tuning into the one snfc podcast